Unleashing the rising billions. Disrupting tradition. Always be closing. Gaining exponential wisdom from street smart strategies. I dream the kind of dreams that other people said would not be possible. Free your mind. Nothing happens till something moves. I'm a big fan of going all in on your strengths. Create your blue ocean. Innovation and collaboration with competition. Do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life? Or do you want to come with me and change the world? Creating uncontested market space. I worry that people don't tap into their strengths. Wealth creation and a new economy entrepreneur. And there is a very thin dividing line between success and failure. Witnessing unprecedented technology. You can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold Show with Christopher Cumby and Alan Witch. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold, and I'm here with Alan Witch. He is in the house. What's going on, Alan? I'm in the house. Fun to be here. Thank you, Christopher. Having a great day. How about yourself? Awesome. Great day. Lots of really cool things going on. Uh, I'm excited. You know, we uh, we have someone who I highly respect. Is such a you know giving and and just an incredible guy. And I know the audience is going to remember him because you know the show we had with him way back. This is definitely one that we're going to catch up on and see what's mm -hmm. happened. And, and believe me, lots has happened. He's got you know his finger on the pulse in his world and the things that he loves to do. And you're going to hear that come through on you know the passion that he brings and the things that he's really helping a lot of people out because he's a true go-giver. And sure. uh, I can't wait to uh, to bring him on. So Alan, let's uh, let's do this. Yeah, no further delay. You know, it, it is. I'll delay just a tad bit though. <laughs> You know, it's fun. We have a lot of great guests on, but we don't always have the opportunity to bring on people that are mentors to, to both of us. And I know that you've known uh, our guests a lot longer than I have, but I've been following them for years and has really kind of taught me, you know, along with a few other people, the real true meaning of, of, of giving and the value that comes from that. And, you know, we're not the only one. When you sell, you know, a copy of a book over 700,000 times, uh, you've got something really good more. to say. If not more, we're probably working on the on the seven digits here, and and probably exceeding that. And it, it's been fun to been fun to watch. Uh, I really kind of think that he's in the beginning of, of you know the infancy of, of what's to come, and that's exciting for me and you. I know to be able to see. So without further ado, the ultimate go giver himself, Mr. Bob Burr. Bob, welcome back to Think Bull People. Wow, Alan and Christopher, two of my favorite people. Great to be with you again. Always enjoy visiting with you. Well, you, um, We're glad you're here. Uh, right back at you, Bob. I, I mean, I you know can honestly say I've learned so much from you. Um, you know, right back when, and I've been a sales guy for a lot of years, and just you know being able to uh, take information, getting that slight edge, speak all over the world, uh, large organizations, smaller groups, um, and I know you're involved in a lot of things. But you got some really cool things happening. And I uh, obviously want to talk about that because it's important to what your uh, adventures look like. And, you know, just bring us up to speed uh, from last time we spoke, which was well over a year ago, probably uh, maybe two. Um, and bringing you back on uh, after two years, there's just so much that obviously has happened. But give us the highlights because I think uh, 
you know, this is where, by the way, audience, get out your journals because <laughs> your journal the down. value comes out of, you know, some of the things that Bob uh, can share uh, as he's telling us some of the things that um, he's been on an adventure, always learning. I know that one thing about him, he's always learning and he's always, you know, building up and leveling up his world. So, Bob, bring us through what that's looked like. Well, that, you know, what I've been up to lately is actually pretty concise. Uh, we, John David Mann, my awesome co-author of the uh, Go-Giver series, we released the uh, newest book in the series, uh, the third parable, fourth book altogether. This one's called The Go-Giver Influencer, and which is really kind of a look at how to communicate in a way that is not only kinder, but actually more effective. You know, we, we've seen, and, and you, you know, you both have a great online presence, and, and uh, many of us are online a lot. So we're, we're all witnessing these, these conversations where there's so much vitriol and so much arguing and so much insulting. You know, it's almost like there are two sides to every issue now, and people are no longer defending their values. They're more defending their team. Right. And yeah. so if someone doesn't agree with someone else politically, not only are you wrong, but you are evil. You have bad intent. <laughs> you want bad things for this country and for everybody else and so forth. And, you know, you, you notice that when someone makes a comment, let's say on Facebook, we'll, we'll utilize that that platform. Uh uh, and someone, you know, makes one of those comments, you know, people like you are absolutely the most, wor you know, the, the, the worst human being, blah, blah, blah. You know, the person never responds to that kind of comment by saying, wow, thank you so much for pointing out the error of my ways. I hadn't thought about it like that before, but now that you bring it up and the way you did, I totally renounce all my beliefs. I'm on your side now. Just never happens. Never happens. Right. Just the opposite. And... Whether we're communicating on, on something like politics or policy or, or something like that, or we're in a conversation with a sales prospect, not that we would be outwardly that way to them, but what about when we get very defensive, when they bring up an objection or, or a question they have, and, and we get kind of emotionally tangled up because they don't seem to get it, even though this would be great for them. Or we're talking to a family member or a friend or someone we lead or someone we report to. So it, it, I think it's really time. And the reason we wrote this is to really get communication back on track. So it's, it's again, both, both kind and tactful, but it's also influential and persuasive. I love what you've done lately with uh, your uh, media and all that, by the way. And, and by the way, if you want to check out things while you're listening, Berg.com. It's simple, B-U-R-G.com, and you'll be able to get some stuff that um, you know Bob is, is obviously uh, has up there for offer. But uh, so, what is a go-giver influencer in you know the sense of you know what are people going to discover in that book? Well, you know, as we've talked about before, Christopher, a, a go-giver in, in terms of definition is simply someone who understands that shifting their focus from getting to giving, and when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing value to others, understanding that not only is that a more pleasant way of doing business, it's actually the most financially profitable way as well. Um, when we take influence, 
we understand that while influence on a very, very basic level can be defined as simply the ability to move a person or persons to a desired action, usually within the context of a specific goal, that is by no means its substance or its essence. The type of influence we're talking about, whether go-giver influence or, or, or calling it whatever you want to, is all about, uh, again, moving your focus, moving from an I focus or me focus to an other focus. Understanding that no one is going to you know, buy from you because you, need, you, you have a quota to meet. They're not going to buy from you because you need the money. They're not going to buy from you because you're a really nice person who believes in what you do. They're not going to follow you or be influenced by you because you think they should. They're going to do what they're going to do for their reasons because they believe they will be better off by doing so than by not doing so. And that's fine. What that means is if you really want to be a genuine influence or a go-giver influencer, you've got to know it's not about you. It's about them. So the great influencer is asking themselves questions on a constant basis uh, in order to, to check their own premises, their own intent. So questions they might ask you themselves uh, include, how does what I'm asking this person to do, how does it align with their goals, with their needs, their wants, their desires? How, do, how does what I want this other person to do, how does it align with their values? What, what solution am I bringing them? What problem am I helping them overcome? And when we approach it this way, when we ask ourselves these questions thoughtfully, intelligently, genuinely, uh, authentically, not as a way to manipulate another person into doing our will, but as a way of building everyone in the process, now we've come a lot closer to earning that person's commitment as opposed to trying to depend on some type of compliance, which is often positional in nature. It's not sustainable. It might even go toward fraud or, or you know, some other yucky way of, of doing something. So, right. uh, you know, I, I think that's the big thing. And Dondi Scumachi, a great leader and a great mentor of mine, has often said when it comes to leadership and influence, compliance will never take you where commitment can go. And the only way to elicit commitment is to have their interests first. Yeah. Yeah. Which would about something that... Go ahead, Alan. I would say you're talking about something that is, is really key and, and something that, I, that I've really pulled out of what you've always talked about, Bob, and it really is a service mindset. And it's really about serving, taking your tool sets, taking your understanding, your expertise, your knowledge, your vision, your ability to, to, to see what's available in the marketplace and then finding a way to package that and serve the better needs of someone else. And it, it's a it, it's a self it's a selfless act, so to speak, unless you do it to gain. And if you do it to gain, then that's eventually going to come out. But I, the, the bigger problem I see is that I didn't learn this until I was older. What's your thoughts on having this as a core feature, a core value to the younger generation so they grow up with that attitude, they grow up with that mindset? Okay, so here's, first of all, I loved everything you said, but I'm going to say 99.9% .9 of what you said. There's, there's one part that I'm going to take a little bit of respectful issue with, but it, it's really all about semantics because I know we mean the same thing, okay? 
when when you say let's say when you call it being selfless i don't really see it being selfless and I, and i'll tell you why because when you place the other person's interest first not in a self-sacrificial way or a doormatty way or a martyrish way we're not talking about that uh we're talking about understanding that if you want others if you want to serve the marketplace you've got to put their interests first i right. it just it's the way right. it's going to be because they're not forced to do business with you they're not forced right. to leave so you've got to put their interests first um but I also think it's congru when it's congruent with us to operate that way. This is why we say, you know, you don't get in order to give, or you don't give in order to get. You give in order to give. You enjoy right. bringing value to people's lives. Right. Now, the therein results, lies the real rub. Huh? Yeah. Therein lies the real rub. Yeah. You so you're really acting get. congruently with your values. And when that's the case, I don't see it as being selfless because to me that right. would say like you're sacrificing yourself. Yeah, sure. and I didn't mean it I that way. Like a, yeah, so right. I, I, we're, we're, we're on the same, same spot. Thing. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. But, but yes, I, I agree with you in terms of what it is. Absolutely, that is, yeah. Hey, Bob, I've yes. often heard, uh, you know, today's world as being new economy and customer-driven economy. What's your thoughts on that statement for one? Because my mind, and I've been a sales guy for 20 plus some odd years, I've always thought it was a customer driven economy. Always. You know, always, right? In, in a free market based environment, and, and you've heard me say this before, when I say free market, I simply mean no one is forced to do business with anyone else, which, you know, to me is the way it should be. People should, should buy and sell and trade with others based on, on choice. In this environment, the customer always has the last word because they ultimately decide whether you're going to do business or not, right? And so to me, absolutely, the people who have always been the most successful salespeople are the ones who are were customer-driven. Sure. Uh, yeah. I, 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 like you, That's I've it. always been a little bit flabbergasted by that now it's about cut now there's more ways for customers of course now sure. to take care of themselves and protect themselves which right. is good that's wonderful uh, but in terms of basic business everybody always knew back in the days of you know carnegie steel and and uh, rockefeller oil and everything else they knew they had to please the customer or the customer sure. wasn't going to buy it was always customer driven and if you ever really get into reading their stories and and not just listen to what the mainstream tells you about this and they weren't perfect people who is and and you know but i'm just saying they knew they had it was all about pleasing the customer not because they were nice guys or whatever just that's how you even steve jobs steve jobs is oh you know it's always been said about steve jobs that he was this and that and didn't run focus groups and things and people mistake that to think he didn't care about the customer or putting the customer's interest first. No, Steve Jobs had brilliance about him. He kind of knew what the market wanted before the market knew, and he did it that way. But here's what Steve Jobs said. And I think I read this in Walter Isaacson's book, uh, Jobs. Um, he wrote, you've got to start with the customer experience and work your way back to the technology. So anyone who thinks yeah. Steve Jobs was just like some that. techno guy who didn't care about pleasing the customer, no, absolutely not. He knew that if, if the customer didn't have the experience they wanted, they certainly weren't going to stand in line to buy his products at a higher price 
than they could get somewhere else. For sure. And, you know, that even goes down to my little three-year-old <laughs> because he can use that and he knows more about the iPad and, you know, things like that. Absolutely. So incredibly. So I agree with you 100%, you know, completely thinking about the customer, whatever level, age and everything else uh, was so uh, incredible. Alan, what do you got for Mr. Berg? I'm listening to what Bob's talked about and I'm, in, I'm really intrigued with, where he's been and where he's at, but I what I really want to know if he's willing to tell us is what's next. What are you working on right now that you haven't let out? Ah, uh, let's see. I'm I'm trying to think what there is because right now I'm looking at for the next you know for the next year or so I'm going to be promoting this new book because sure. this is really mm -hmm. you know to sure. me it's sort of the re I, I feel the reason I was put on Earth to get this message communicated. I love out that. There. And I thank you. That. And so, you know, to me, this is it. So, can I make a point on that, Bob? Sure, because sure. I, first of all, go-giver influencer, and you hear influencer a lot, mm -hmm. um, especially in the social world we have, and everybody's an influencer or want, you know, thinks they are for one, you know, watch my, you know, cars I drive and all that <laughs> sort of stuff, right? Um, so I think it's definitely timely, and I would agree 100% is how do you trend, how, how are you a go-giver influencer? Such an amazing, first of all, I love it. It obviously fits with your brand, but timely, timely because of the influencer piece, and I think that that's amazing. So on that point, um, just give us some, you know, that reason you just said, why I've been put on. Why is that? Like, why were you drawn to that part right now? Um, because that's interesting we're on this point. Well, in a sense, I, I feel like I'm carrying on my dad's legacy. He was always, to me, the person who, when it came to people skills, uh, just fantastic. And here's a guy who grew up in, you know, the immigrant tenement slums, depression area, everything Americana that you think of. Um, he and my mom have had a great life together. They just celebrated at this time their, I think, 62nd anniversary. Wow. Um, wow. And a guy whose people skills were as natural and genuine as could be. Uh, and I got to watch him. And, and, and Grant, I've, I've studied and, and read all the great, not all, of course, but many of the great books on influence and persuasion. And I love them all. I've learned so much from them, from Carnegie to Cialdini to Lacani to uh, so many of them. And I, I learned tons from them. But when it comes right down to it, 95% of all of it is what I learned from watching my dad. And so what did your what did your dad do? What what was um, he? What was his, what did he, what was his background? Uh, what was his trade or? Yeah, so it's really interesting because here's a guy never went to college. He he uh, went to you know joined World War II when he was I think 17 or something or 18 whatever it was, and um, sure. after that he came back. He was actually running the famous Fifth Street Fight Gym, my, uh, Chris and Angelo Dundee's Fight wow. Gym in Miami Beach that would, you know, for boxing fans, they would know what that <laughs> wow, is. Like yeah, a, sure. A biggie. Uh, then he came back up north to Massachusetts. He, he grew up in Chelsea, Massachusetts, which was an outskirt of, of Boston. Um, and he started uh, basically teaching boxing lessons, okay, and uh, working with kids and building self-confidence. And this grew into a pretty big business, including a day camp, and he was written up in Time Magazine and all these things. And again, the biggest thing was dad just had a natural sense of empathy 
and caring and understanding of people. So he would work with families. You know, you, you always hear about people having family meetings, but dad actually developed a system of family meetings where I saw him take dysfunctional families and be able to bring them together and quite, quite amazing. And, you know, my mom was right there building the business with him, a great partnership. Um, so I, I really for 62 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, and so, you know, I got to, to model what I've seen and I, I always say the single greatest people skill, because, you know, people skills can be taught, they can be learned. They obviously, I mean, there's no question about that, but the single greatest people skill is a highly developed and authentic interest in the other person person and i, I based that. that my dad never said that to me i just based that saying on watching my dad all these years so this work okay now because i had a book out uh, i don't know if you ever read it probably not because not a whole lot of people did i don't think but called adversaries into allies which was a how-to book on all of this never really sold that well it's you know you get some books sell a ton others really don't uh, this parable, again, expertly written with, you know, by John David Mann. I want to say by because he's the lead writer and storyteller, but sure. took so much of the information and the how-to from adversaries into allies and put it into this story. And I think people will will really eat up this story, um, and it's going to to show them many of the things that is going to help them become a better influencer, a better persuader, a happier person. They're gonna find themselves being able to engage with others, get the results they want when dealing with others while making the other person feel genuinely good about themselves and Love about that. the situation. And that's what, well, so that's, that's, the, that's my dad's legacy that I'm looking to bring on, bring, uh, through with I love one. it. I love it. I'm a, I'm a dad and obviously, you know, I have four kids and, you know, one of the most important things was to always be that model. And I'm so happy to hear this, you know, from your perspective and where you're focused uh, right now, because you're obviously cut from the same cloth. Thank you. You know, I've known you for a long, uh, well, a while now, not a long time, but a while. And, you know, I paid attention. I see what you do. And even right down, and, and I want to mention this to the people, um, and this is a real golden nugget to write in your journals right now, um, modeling, you know, and, and, and if you have kids out there, you've got to think about those things. And what I've noticed with you, Bob, is you give, and, and I don't know how you do it because you get a lot of connections through social media, but you always say thank you. You always, you know, take the time out. And I've seen it you know, firsthand because when I do tweet something or I share something, you'll always come back and say thank you. And, and mm -hmm. man, that means a lot. Um, and I think, you know, for everybody listening out there, this is a true influencer. This is someone who genuinely walks the talk. And I just wanted to give you that on air because, um, you know, sometimes uh, when we're doing things, uh, you may not get all those thank yous back, but I genuinely wanted to say thank you for doing that because I think it's so important for you to hear that you're making a difference. And um, I know that many others, uh, you know, probably have said thank you as well. But point being is uh, I really, you know, genuinely mean that. And, and I think that that's amazing because being a dad, it's exactly what I want to live. And hearing this now is just sort of a reminder 
you know, to do that, you know, to do that for our generation, to allow them to uh, take the things that they can learn from you and, and do what maybe you're doing now for your dad after. How old is your dad? How old is your dad now? He is 94. 94. You know, lived a long life of genuineness mm -hmm. and giving, and, you. you know, that's just amazing. So uh, kudos you. to that. Thank you very kudos. much. I want to. I just want to say to your dad, um, you know, we we honor him, oh, and because there's not a lot of people that do that, what you're talking about naturally. And right. I believe through your work and through the kind of man that you are, you are your dad's legacy. Oh, and whether well. or not he set Thank that you. up, that mm -hmm. I believe is the case because you have taken what he's taught. And you have then dispersed that out to a much larger contingent of people. And I can't see of a better way to honor your dad than, than by you doing what you do. So kudos to your dad and uh, hats off to you. And honestly, you. I really truly mean that. Well, what both of you said means so much to me. I just I take that to heart and I just can't tell you how honored I am to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. You are most welcome. For sure, and, and uh, you're most welcome, and thank you uh, for doing that and, and taking the courage um, to stand out there and, and represent that in the world, and we need more of that. And I think that having shows like this and a book like yours um, will do that, will we'll change the landscape and allow people to come from the authenticity and you know the honesty and the trust that they can get from people by you know being that person and I think it's amazing and uh, um, you know listen Bob this show goes so fast and you know we really respect <laughs> you got a lot of uh, things to offer but we want to respect your time as well and we always you know really love when you come back um, but I'm gonna ask you one more question and uh, then we'll carry on and just so the audience knows uh, this is gonna be featured on C-Suite Radio, and we will have obviously all our other uh, channels: iTunes, Podomatic, Stitcher, Google Play, and uh, we'll make sure that uh, you know this will go to our private audience and you know sponsor Mavericks Mastermind, and uh, they'll get a sneak peek of this beforehand uh, for sure. But Bob, one last question before we go, uh, you know, on this point of influence, and you know, especially from a go-giver perspective. People listening in, uh, the audience, this is a great time to uh, really pay attention because uh, this is where the value comes from on this show. And that is, what's something, you know, for someone listening in right now to all of this that they can take and, you know, just take that one bold move in their life, one action right now uh, that you can share uh, from your wisdom uh, of going out there and, and really living this and being that and doing these things that you're, you know, talking about. Oh, I guess if there's if there's one thing and we always say, take whatever principles you're going to learn and start applying it, because it's like mm -hmm. any system that you use. And I and I always talk about a system as being the process of predictably achieving a goal based on a logical and specific set of how to principles. In other words, if it's been proven that by doing A, you'll get the desired result of B, you know that all you need to do is go out and do A, and do A, and do A, and you're gonna get the desired results of B. I think what happens sometimes is we hesitate in, in doing A, right? Because it's hard <laughs> to take that first yeah, step. Yeah, we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, you know, when we think about just something we talked about earlier, asking yourself, before you expect anyone to take any action or think a certain way that you desire for them to think or act, take the first step of asking yourself, 
based on what I know about this person or could ask that person in order to discover how is it in this person's best interest what I'm asking them to do. Continually ask yourself that question. And I think if you do that and you get into the habit of doing that, and you can, by the way, mm -hmm. practice doing that, because you know the different situations that come up that sometimes you might get stuck on or sometimes might be a challenge or certain people with whom you have issues in certain areas. So run these conversations in your head. Think it out logically in your mind beforehand, just like an astronaut before mm -hmm. they go up into space, he or she will do hundreds of simulations so that by the time they get into the real situation of heaven forbid sure. something happens, they've already been there, they've done that. And you know, you, you, you both teach us, we, we all know that, that uh, the, the subconscious can't distinguish between what has really happened and what has mm -hmm. been suggested to it, right? right. Over and over right. and over again. So right. practice these in your mind and, and make that first practice asking yourself how what you're asking or what you want this other person to, you know, to do or think or so, what have you, how does it benefit them? How does it benefit them? And so long as it's genuine, you'll be persuading, you know, as opposed to the evil cousin manipulating, right? right. Because we've right. always got to make right. it in the other person's best interest. Right. Awesome. Perfect. That's uh, oh. very well said. Boom. Done. <laughs> Thank you. I knew if we threw oh. something out, you'd uh, definitely leave some huge value. And oh. uh, Bob, um, continue being awesome. You're amazing, and oh. uh, you know we'd love to see you again uh, at some point. But we know you're really busy, and we'll follow up. Uh, you know after uh, what happens next, and obviously we're going to be continuing to follow you and tweet you out and all that, and expect audience. Um, you know, to go and follow Bob and, and, and go to Berg.com, B-U-R-G.com, and, he, you know, all his social channels are there and obviously has a lot to offer. So, uh, and, and, and go get these books. I'm going to actually get the, uh, turning the adversary into the allies. Yeah, uh, I'm going to get that too. I wrote that down. Yeah. I love stories and, you. you know, you can always learn from a parable and, uh, and, a, and a story. So you're a great storyteller. Yep. Um, and uh, I love that. So thanks, Bob, for coming on. Guys, I appreciate you very much. Thanks for all the great work you do. The, the value you all provide to so many of us is just outstanding. Thank you so much. Well, we appreciate it. We honor, we honor you, Bob. And audience, we, we love you. We honor you. Without you, we wouldn't exist. So, uh, you know, drop by, have your comments. We'll do what we can do. If you got people you want us to chat with, let us know. We'll reach out. But uh, Chris has been great. Bob, thank you so much for giving us some of your time today. You. It, it's, been, it's been a great treat. Thank you so much. Thank Absolutely. You. Wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.